Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. It's Nick Hayes with you here right now. Hello, Lani. Lani Kawani Hill. Lani, how are you, Lani? Hello, Nick Hayes. Lana Hill Kawani here yeah. for those playing at home. Yes, Lani. I, I just heard the nickname Lani and I've got to go with it. It just sticks with me. Hey, um, it's not just powered by Media Style, it's also powered by Expert Registry, it but is. it's also powered by money, finance. Yes. How, how are your finances looking these days, Lani? Oh, not too bad. Not so too bad. I'm just not going to be able to drop Lani. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. Hey, look, it's an area that I would always love to get more intel in, that's for sure. It's certainly one of the things that media loves to talk about. It in really fact, is. if anything, it's what makes the world go round. Yep. And who else could we be talking to? We can't if we can, we've got to be talking to the great man, it would be Scott Haywood, the finance guru. Good morning, Scott. Good morning to you, Lani and Nick Hayes from Media <laughs> Stable, and uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. Scott, you are one of, I guess, the trailblazers when it comes to financial commentary because you basically, and you're probably no different to a, um, some of the ones that have been more successful, but the way you went about it when you started off in community radio doing some commentary pieces and talking your talk, your professional opinion and position around money, and now... Oh my God! Where do we start? Your three AW, your six PR, your two GB, your the money show. How did you do it? Why did you do it? Okay, a few good questions there, Nick. Firstly, um, it, it involves a lot of patience, and it involves a significant amount of contribution. And I'll, I'll explain what that means in a moment. But about in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, I started just doing a simple newsletter to clients. That then got picked up by some fund managers, where I started to speak to the public um, on a public forum when you used to go to seminars and conferences pre-COVID and someone heard me and they said, look, would you want to start doing a bit of community radio? I did a little bit of community radio for half an hour a week on a Sunday afternoon, which is a pretty ordinary time slot because people are watching (laughs) the news and they're not not listening to radio, so you're relying on calls and you didn't get them. Then I, I started to do some questions and answers for the Herald Sun, then 3MP and MTR became an emerging station in Melbourne. Melbourne Talk Radio was pretty pretty big and I was lucky enough to work with Glen Ridge for an hour on a Saturday and an hour on Sunday, unpaid for two or three years. Um, so that cut into your weekend, it cuts into your kids' sport, it cuts into you know, how you want to position yourself from a lifestyle point of view. But I thought the message that we have is that finance can be very confusing and I wanted to make things common sense and I wanted to be able to talk to a wider audience about money literacy and that, that, that's been my passion for my whole career, is trying to educate people on what tax is, what superannuation is, and it's something that I've worked with banks with, on and with schools on, on getting literacy into the curriculum, which has been a big struggle. So that's where it sort of came from, Nick. It was really about educating people on money, and then I bumped into you in about, you tell me when I joined Ooh. Media Stable. Well, it might have been 2013 or 14, uh, and Tom Andronis... Um, was my media coach. He was part of the Media Stable group, and you, you once you joined Media Stable, you got the option to be coached. 
And that was probably one of the great decisions I made in my career to, to go down the media stable coaching program where you think you've done a bit of media and you think that you know what you're doing, but then all of a sudden you get whipped into line uh, and get told this is the way it works. It's about word economy. It's about not saying things like um and ah. It's about yeah. the pause. It's about the emphasis. And you, you have to get reminded on it. It's like a regular training program. It's like... You know, you need to be re-educated and reminded all the time, and I was very lucky that that's what Media Stable did, and then 3AW embraced my, my content. Well, they certainly did, Scott, and they didn't just embrace it. They actually uh, took you in and made you a, a regular part. And where you did kick in, and I was, I've always been impressed by your story. In fact, I tell it a few times there, Scott. I tell it to a lot of people that you you came along and around just before the Christmas into the summer period, the summer scheduling, uh, yep. you put your hand up to say, look, Great I'm available. Time. Yep. And I think you've, as you just said there, Scott, you demonstrated all the behaviours of someone that really has not just the expertise that you have, but also to the willingness to make cut through and get breakthrough into the media. Yeah. That is critical for anyone out there. But you did do it and you did it over that Christmas period. And guess what happens? If you're good at it, guess what happens, Lana? They ask you to stay back. Yeah, they do. But I love what you've just said, Scott, about, you know, the contribution and the dedication and the time that you've obviously put aside. You've gone into this not thinking it's going to be, you know, I'll do this for a year and then all of a sudden I'm going to get paid by the media to do this. You've you've gone into it obviously knowing it was going to be a long-term game. So I think definitely um, there's a lot of experts out there that could learn from that. Well, you're right, Lani, and it, look, it really is a commitment because I'm, I think I've missed in about eight or nine years on 3AW, less than, less than half a dozen shows at 4.25 doing, doing my finance cross, and that means you just have to be organised, you have to have a landline, you have to have good, um, you know, good sound levels wherever you are, you can't be watching your kids swimming, you can't be watch, coaching your kids play footy, you have to literally say, right, well, if I'm going to commit to this, I've got to commit to it properly. And I'll never forget my um, my first. You're right. It was the summer. So that you know, the, all the radio stations reshuffled summer, and I've been lucky enough this year to be reshuffled into the six PR breakfast crew to do finance every day with Gareth Parker. Um, and that that's led to other opportunities with Ollie and other guys and Millsy on the six PR network. But the the thing that happened on my first day was Tom Elliott, who he and I did not know each other. He said to me, "I'm just going to let you know that on your first show, which is was going to be the next day." Um, I'm going to throw you uh, an X-factor question that um, I won't do to you over the course of your career, but Neil Mitchell did it to me on my first day. So just be prepared for something unusual. So, that, so he's already warming. He's going to, going to tell me, ask me something that I've got no idea about. But he said, generally, just stick to what is news-related in terms of finance and markets and petrol and property, et cetera. Just stick to your normal, but I'm going to throw you something. So this is what he said to me. He said, Scott, um, you know, welcome to you know, the 3W Drive. On the weekend, I was reading an article about where all the money in the world is, as in physical money, because I know there's a lot of money in China in U.S. treasuries, and there's a lot of money in the U.S. in bonds. But physically, you know, I read this article, and I think it was the Sunday Age, where exactly is all the money in the world physically held? And I said, well, good afternoon to you, Tom. Firstly, if these are the things that are keeping you up at night, then you really have to have a more diversified look at your life on a weekend if you're, if you're really worried about what you're actually spending your time on. But fundamentally, yes, you are right. There probably isn't physically the amount of money that you would think 
printed in the world anymore because the print money is expensive. But yes, the US do hold security over a lot of US treasuries. And yes, the US do hold a lot of US bonds. But if you went to an ATM machine and you had about $100,000, you would not be able to access that in physical cash. So as I said, start to come up with some new activities for your Sunday afternoon. (laughs) What a a, a message to everyone. Have a crack at the host. Well, that's a bit of a gamble though, isn't it? But it obviously paid off. Well, Neil Mitchell apparently texted um, the producers and said he's a keeper. Uh, you've got to have these guys who can stay on their feet. A little bit of humour comes into play. So, look, that, that's probably what got me over the line. But it's interesting. A lot of people have come to me and assume that this can happen in five seconds. Oh, how did you get on through at LBU? And I yeah. said, well, it takes 20 years. Like, this doesn't, like... And Marcus Bonzampelli doesn't, you know, become the best player in football in five minutes. He works on it for 20 years. So you have to think about just taking your time. And what I've said recently to a lot of people starting in the media, I said, when I used to do seminars, I said, do podcasts, you know, do online stuff. Just talk to your clients or talk to your customers with a regular YouTube video, with whatever you can do, whatever platform you can use, just to communicate, get coached, get creative. And then the other tip I've always had, Nick, which is something that you've always emphasised with Media Stable, is if your business is related to something that is newsworthy, absolutely attack it. Like if your business is, let's just say you're in coffee pods or something, and all of a sudden there's recycling of coffee pods is damaging the environment or whatever it is, just get on the Media Stable platform and then go for it because you could end up with six or seven phone calls a day and you could end up everywhere in five minutes if you've got the right story that's related to something newsworthy. And that's what I've always said. Be prepared for something newsworthy related to your business. Oh, that, that is really prime, prime advice there, Lana, because that is that is critical here. And I, I love it. You can even hear it in Scott's voice, the energy and, yeah. and the actual, I'm going to just go after the ball. He even mentioned <laughs> the great Bont, Bontempelli. Yeah. You know, he's putting himself out there on that space. And you know what? I tell you what, he's not far from it because you've got to want it. And own your area of expertise. And it might not be that you're actually responsible for it or, or whatever, but if you are an expert in your authority, in your area, be a, be a voice for it. Yep. Be a target for the media to go for. And I think that's exactly what you've done, Scott, over the years, is that you've delivered. And, I, and I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll harp back to that commentary piece that you did with Tom Elliott to kick off. That's a gutsy move. It is. But I tell you what, if you don't take that risk, it's the greatest risk that you will take is not taking it, and I think that that is perfect, Scott. Um, you, you've you've been doing this for a little while now, and yeah, as you said, you know, people will say, you know, you, how'd you get on there, and you know, how quickly can you do it? But when did you know? When did you know that this is a sort of an area and a space that you want to go? Because you're a successful financial advisor, you've got your clients, you've been building them for that. When did you realise that media is going to play a bigger role in your working life? Well, I think it was the first time that I got to be um, a half-hour guest with Tom Elliott on the Drive program. That then went to um, an hour program with John Stanley on Let's Talk Business um, with the help of Sam Stove. And then last year in in COVID, when Friday Night Football disappeared, um, the Nine Radio Network identified that Friday Night needed to be money news through COVID, so I got the chance to host. But the first time I realised was when I you know, got in the elevator, press level seven at, at Media House, and then sat in front of Tom and thought, wow, well, this is now serious. This is a, a wider audience. Um, my clients were feeling very comforted that um, they could have access to me and hear that I was making uh, an appearance on radio. Um, and then that then you know, escalated the television, which is, again, is not the financial windfall you have, but television's there for a reason, which I'll talk about with you later. But I think when I, the first time I went into 3W and then put the microphones 
on and then sat across Tom and Tom said, welcome, Scott, we're going to do this every Thursday at 3.30. We're going to talk things finance, what's happening in the world of finance. And we got calls and we got momentum and, and that's where it started. So that was after doing you know two or three years of every day with Tom, but that was when I wow. really thought, well, oh, this is serious now. I think it's just the way that you do it too. Um, you've got that touch and ability to communicate, not just to Tom and other people within media, but you really understand audience. I think that you talk, and I, I'll reflect on your Gareth Parker chats that you have each six forty on six PR, um, and it's you know finance in the morning. You know, short of getting a bit of a stock market report, what is prepared for, making it fun, entertaining, educational. Yeah, interesting. That, and interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have to work on that, Scott? Well, you're right. Like, 20 to 7 in Perth uh, is an interesting time slot. Like, you really don't care about what's happened to the gold or the oil price when you're trying to either drive to work or combat traffic. And I was <laughs> sort, of, sort of said to work to Gareth, um, and you'll like this, Lani, because Gareth, Gareth and I, um, we, we actually have met 10 years ago at a mate's wedding, so we actually do know each other. Oh, great. And, and and we've got yeah a couple of mutual friends, and I said to Gareth, I said, and we had to try and iron things out in the first couple of shows. I said, I have to have some level of humour, or we have to have some level of comedy, and that might sound strange in finance, but we have to have something light-hearted because people are just not going to be engaged if I just read the news yeah. of what's happened overnight. So we always try and have a gag, and like it was interesting in Perth. Um, I think it's in Midlands next week or the week after, there's a Taco Bell opening up. Correct. And you know, we're talking about Taco Bell and Domino's Pizza and, and Collins Food. So I'm talking about the fact that you can own, if you don't want to go to Taco Bell, you can still own part of Taco Bell by owning Collins Food. Now, it's just a little angle. Like It's not necessarily massive comedy, but it was just talking about what's news and then relating it to something finance and then relating it to something in the share market that sort of makes it a nice, neat little toasted sandwich. So that's that's all we try and do. And if we can have a few gags with each other and stir each other up about sport or whatever else he's saying, if he makes a, a, a word error, which we both all do, we stir <laughs> each other up. I'll say, what did you say then? That, that, that wasn't, you said something around really, So we just, we just, you just have to be lighthearted and realise the time of day you're talking. This is not hard news at five past six on a you know Monday night. This is 20 to seven in the morning when people don't want to be bombarded with an, an oversupply of finance news when their day's just starting. It's so true. I, I must admit, Scott, I, yeah, I, I really appreciate those that can make uh, finance sexy at, uh, at 20 to 70 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you suggesting Scotty makes it sexy? Right, well, I, don't I, think he, I don't think he makes it sexy. I actually haven't seen Scott on the TV, so I'll have to, I'll have to, um, I'll have to get back to you. Scott, I just want to ask you a question, a very specific question. Still, without, without, without seeing me, you can still say the voice thing. <laughs> <laughs> great voice, great voice for radio. Um, radio. Well, I just want to say I wake up with Scott every morning. Well, it's a very important way to start your day. Scott, I want to ask a question about uh, about uh, brevity, about answering a question in a very short and snappy way. You mentioned podcasts before and I think podcasts are awesome but they can get people into the habit of um, asking a very long question, which I'm doing right now. What's the best piece of advice, Scott, you could give someone, an expert out there, to getting, you know, really, really good at giving those short, snappy answers that are so important for uh, particularly TV and radio? Okay. Sam Stove, host of Money, uh, producer of Money News, has taught me this, and it's called Word Economy. So what I do is I pause for a second and a half. So after you ask me a question, I'll literally take a breath for about a second and think about exactly how I'm going to answer it. The next thing you do is you realise that that caller or that 
person who's asked you the question, you don't want to ask them another question back. You've got to shut them down. So mm. if they're asking you a question, you've got to say, I'm going to answer this in 16 or 17 words, and they're out of my life. Yep. So the question the question might be, Scott, my JobKeeper application, this is obviously in COVID, hasn't gone through. Take your pause. Don't call the tax office. Go straight to your account. Your accountant can put your ABN in the system, and then the system will have to update your bank details, and then if that fails, then you can call the ATO, and it's over. Great. It's just literally, you just have to sort of think for a second about how quickly I can answer. And as I said, word economy is the key. Every time I've done television, um, they want you on for about, I don't know, maybe 15 to 20 seconds. And people think television is this, oh, I'm going to have to be on for a minute or two minutes. There's no way you're, as an expert, you're going to be on for one or two minutes. You'd be on, maybe even lucky to be six or seven seconds, and you just got to make sure that you remind the person on television to put your name and your title or your company underneath because some of the you know guys forget, especially some of the stations that are so busy, but you've got to say, if I do this, if I do come on TV, I want my name and my business name to be mentioned. So you just got to remind them of that and then just remind yourself that you could be on for a maximum of 15 to 20 seconds. Even if they ask you questions for five or 10 minutes, you're still not going to get that much time on TV. Yeah. So it's all about word economy and having a quick pause to think about the question and then you go straight to it very quickly. So important. Oh, it's not just important, it's critical. Yeah. Because I think that, as to your point, Lana, we do tend to over-talk and we feel like we need to feel the, um, fill the medium with words and even those ums and ahs and those keywords we use and go, oh, that's a very good question, even though right then when I just said that, I'm actually thinking about my answer. There's a, there's a classic line, there's yep. a bridging line to, to do that. But the word economy... Sometimes less words is better than more. And I think that there is a tendency for many experts to think that they've just got to fill the airtime to... That's right, Nick, because this is what happened at budget night for me. So uh, one of the broadcasters picked me up and I did a a cross um, via Zoom on budget night. And their question was, what did you think of the budget? Now, what sort of a question is that? Like, that's not going to go to where the answer to that question. Um, (laughs) So what I said to him, and you're talking to people who generally have probably just come out of uni, they're pretty inexperienced, some of the TV producers, they're not paid a lot of money, they haven't got experience in like finance or law or medicine or COVID, they're just there to say, right, we're going to get somebody who's an expert in the field to answer a question. So I answered it and said, that's not the question, buddy. I said, this is the question. The winners were retirees who were downsizing because if they sell their house, they can put up to $300,000 in the super. That's it. That's it. That there was nothing about, oh, you've got a tax break here or you can apply for this. That was the, and that was the only grab they took. They said, Scott Hayward from the finance guru, what did you think of the budget? I said, the winners were retirees who downsized. That's it. I was on for six seconds. That's yeah, all, and that's right. all they needed because you just have to be straight to the point. You have to identify something that may be of interest to the listener or the viewer and then emphasize that and educate that with a bit of expression, with a bit of creativity, with a bit of passion, and then it's done. And then they go, thank you very much. We'll use part of it. You go and see about that night and think, heck, that was six minutes of work and I was on for seven seconds. That's it. Yeah. Classic, isn't it? And uh, mm. and and no doubt those seven seconds would have been pure gold from you, because uh, <laughs> no, well, look, they are because you're actually thinking it like a producer or yeah. thinking it like a, a TV. And this, I think that sometimes we've got to remember with the mediums that you're working with, you know, what are your expectations? And there's something here for everyone that you can actually ask the producer: How long have I got? To what point do you want me to make? Yep. And get as much information as you possibly can. Who am I talking to? Give them what they want. And give them what they want. Yep. Scott, you you're, you're across. You're pretty much across the country now um, with your commentary. Um, do you find that when you run into people now, is it they, are they talking about your job 
as such as a, as the finance guru, or are they talking more about your media commentary and your position and view? Do you do you have many people coming at you going, oh, I don't know what I don't know what you're on about on that one, or uh, I love what you had to say in the uh, the AFR. What, what, what's what, what what do you find people talking about you? How has that responded? How have you succeeded uh, with your media profile? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, Hosting money news is, is a, a big commitment. That that's a that starts at twelve o'clock and you know you finish at eight o'clock at night. So that that takes a fair bit of work because you've got to speak to your producer and get your guests right, get the stories right. If there has to be pre-records and make sure you've got everything ready for live um, intros, etc. So that being in the money news show, which is across Australia, that's meant that my business or the way I'm thought of has become. A money sort of a money person in the media, rather than a specialist financial advisor, mm. and that's had to be that's had to be educated to my clients because I've said oh, I haven't taken on many new clients in my financial advice business in the last three or four years because I haven't had capacity, and I have actually got rid of some quite amicably and said, look, we're not servicing you. You probably don't need me as much as you used to, um, and I can refer you to somebody else, or you can move on who might be more suited towards you. Because if I'm going to commit to media, you, you can't do it, you know, half whack. You have to actually commit yourself to being organised and everything is by the second. Like it's, you know, when you when I'm hosting Money News, I've got to be off at 7.59.20 and if I'm off at 7.59.15 and there's five seconds of music, the producer will be yelling in my ear. I've got to finish right on 59.20 seconds. So that means that my finish is, thank you so much for joining me this evening on Money News. US futures are looking probably positive at the moment. Again, the US markets have done very well. Again, interest rates on hold. They'll probably be that way until 2024. Thanks so much for joining me this evening. Have a great night. Bang. That's got to be 59.20. I have to close out on the 20 so that the ad goes straight in to make the producers happy and then everything then ties into news. So it's it's about timing. You have to really manage your voice, what you're going to say, what you're going to communicate and being on the clock. And, you know, Lani was touching on it before. With You know, we talk about word economy. Less is more, but you've also got to be on time and you've got to be organised by the clock because every single radio station is by the second, not by the minute. Because they've, they've got ads that they need to play, and they've got news that needs to be read. That'd freak me out, honestly. I know, and I've been around lots of radio stations, and lots of where we're closing off into the into the news, <laughs> and you've got to be right on time. But I think it it would just freak me out having to do that every time. I reckon you get better at it. Nick's not a great closer, Scott. Is what he's alluding to here. So couldn't, but, I couldn't close an envelope. Oh, but I'm, 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 I'm there at the opening of one. But I can tell you, the closing of one, I can't close them. Scott, I want to ask that. That this is a good segue into, I think, kind of the forty thousand dollar question here. I mean, you're you're sort of the exception, not the rule. Like most people, if they're regular media commentators, they don't end up being paid by the media as a full-time, you know, media commentator. I think that's an incredible, you know, something to, to aspire to. What would you say to anybody out there that might have the same aspiration, that might be a media commentator right now and might think in, you know, five years' time they'd love to actually be doing the media commentary thing full-time? What, what, would, you, what would you say to them? Well, the, the answer to that, Lani, is firstly you have to commit to the contribution and, and you, have to, you have to earn that and you have to show that. And I wasn't paid for maybe five or six years. Yeah, um, wow. And that was two or three years on 3W as well. And, and then they realised that there was a loyalty to me being so committed to doing it every day. They said, right, you're part of this. We've got a budget now for you mm. and we're, we're going to remunerate you because you're consistent and 
these radio stations love consistency, they love the regular contributor, they love expression, and that was then complemented by an income. So then when push came to shove uh, a bit later on when other stations wanted me, including 4BC and 2GB and 6PR, I said, well, if you want me every day, it's, you're going to have to pay. I said, it's as simple as that, because otherwise, oh, I might go and play a morning game of golf, or I might, you know, go go to the beach in the afternoon, or I might, you know, take a, take a long weekend and not work on a Monday. Or have a life, so, Scott, have a life. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's not to say you can't still do that, but you just can't do it during ratings period. <laughs> but, um, but, but it just takes time, and I said that before, Arnie, it's about patience. People think that they, they can be best on ground in five seconds, and they think that they might have done something, but if an opportunity arises that relates to your business, that you think is topical, that is newsworthy, get on that media-stable platform, you guys will get it out right across the, the nation, and then that's when the phone starts to ring. And that's the opportunity you take. So there's not many segments that can be done daily. Like there's probably, you know, I think there's US, there's, you know, UK, there's probably maybe some a health segment maybe daily. There's probably maybe a legal segment daily. But finance does need to be daily. So I'm fortunate that that's where my area of expertise is because people do want to know what is happening in markets daily. But just have, you know, a bit of confidence, have a different angle, have a different sort of creative expression, make sure that your contribution is, is newsworthy and short and sharp. And then all going well, the income will come. And and that's probably where I've been fortunate. And then that's where I've made it a priority in my business, which I've had to communicate to to clients as well. Oh, mate, I can hear it. You can hear it. Your your commitment to to your craft and the commitment to where you're directing yourself to, you can hear it. And look, Scott, I'll I'll say this to you. I've been recently talking to a a couple of financial advisors um, that want to be, you know, if I I were following any particular lead. They want to be Scott Hayward. Want to be Scott Hayward. They want to be the finance guru (laughs) or they know of you. And and I think the beauty of it is, and this this is a hats off to you, Scott moment where, um, you know, there is, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of financial advisors running around there. Absolutely. But I can only, off the top of my head, name off three that yep. I would, 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 you know, you go, yeah, Alan Kohler, uh, Ross Greenwood, I don't know where he's disappeared to, but I think he's there around somewhere, or Scott Haywood. Yeah, true. And you, you're in good company there. I think, you know, the fact that you've built that, Scott, so hat, hats off to you. Um, mate, where, where to next? I mean, have you been thinking about this? Is you've, you've built all this up to this point, but where where do you go from here? That's a good question. I look, Ross Greenwood. Uh, the, op- the opportunity when Ross Greenwood semi-retired, he's ended up on Sky now. Uh, is he? And he's, That's he's, a, he's, a, he's a friend of mine. Um, he's been good to me over the years too. He's helped me with stuff with, with Tom Elliott uh, and others. So when he resigned, blah, sorry, in two thousand and. 19, yeah, 2000, yeah, 2019, that created an opportunity for Brooke Cordy to host Money News. And then when COVID happened, uh, Brooke Cordy was only contracted Monday to Thursday. So the opportunity came out of a bit of luck that Friday nights became Money News and that was my first chance to host. And that's where I got that opportunity. And that's pretty much where I can't get a, bit, a higher you know, radio position than a national Money News show where... I have an opportunity to speak to CEOs. I've spoken to the CFO of BHP, CEO of West Farmers, Rustin Cogan's been on a couple of times, CEO of Afterpay. Like I've had so many amazing guests, and that's I've pretty much, in my opinion, reached what I wanted to achieve. Um, a friend of mine, Mark Howard, um, does the Howie Games, and he has I love him. He, he's he's flying, absolutely flying he with is. the podcast, and he says to me that I should be doing that, and I. He, he could be right. That might be the next step for me, but I'm not prepared to go there just yet because 
I, I enjoy the conversation with somebody else. So I enjoy not having necessarily, whether I'm host or a guest, I enjoy engaging other people. And that the podcast that he has, he just has one guest. So yeah. I'm not, not necessarily there yet, but it's something that I'm thinking about. Yeah. But the opportunity to host Money News um, is a great honour and something I take very seriously. And I'm very lucky that the producers of Money News basically have the phone book to everyone. I've been able to you know, interview Scott Morris and Josh Frydenberg of, of Jane Hume, the Centre for Finance, I've pulled her hair out about the exams and the regulation, the stress in financial services. So I, I sort of, and any, any guest I have, I'll try and take them on. That's the other thing as well that, you know, we're t- only touching on with the way I answered Tom on the first day. Uh, you've, you've got to, if people are going to listen to you, you can't just be, I'm not going to say boring, but you've got to take on whoever you're talking to or take on the audience to, to engage them, to make them call. You know, 3AW are massive on, we want phone calls, we want you engaged, and the measure of phone calls or emails or texts you get shows that you're engaging with your audience. So what are you doing about what your message is with managing word economy to engage an audience and make them contact you? And that's something that, you know, I would say for someone starting out in the media is, you know, have a point of difference and, you know, try and talk to your audience as if you're talking to a guy at the bar. Just yeah, yeah. great advice. Just, just, you know, be at the pub, having a mate, having a beer with a mate, and say, right, what's going to make a conversation here that might trigger something or an emotion in, in people? And obviously right now it's obviously vaccinations and, you know, where grand finals should be played. There's all sorts of things. But from a finance point of view, you know, even Lani said the Open, she'd love to know more about finance. So you can create a tease, like, you know, tomorrow night we're going to do how do you get into the share market for the first time? So stay tuned for that. Or after the break, we're going to talk about that first-time investor. How do you teach your kids about money when life is tap and go? Just simple stuff like that. Yes. It just engages people. It's and it's true. the same sort of stuff. It, and, then, and then people will stay on after the ad or they'll download it on the, you know, 6PR or the 9 Radio Network podcast the next day, which a lot of money news people do. That's a pretty popular thing that people do rather than listen live is they download it from the, uh, the website. So, Scott, Scott, that's your talent too, your ability yeah. to identify the content that gets people engaged. Yeah. And I think that is another really, other than word economy, which I'm taking out of this, Lani. Yeah. Lani, I'm taking <laughs> word economy out as yeah. one of my key words for this for this uh, podcast. But the good, real good. the real other is the content yeah and creating content that keeps people coming back for more it's so critical and you do that beautifully scott and i'll I'll recall one when you did on uh, attacks on fat people getting on flights um i know you did it as a bit of a comedy sort of run as well but it was the most beautiful piece of engaging content i have ever seen because it got everyone talking because for so, so many different reasons, but it, it all came down to it. Mate, we're running out of time. Um, oh, God, we could talk forever, and um, I do appreciate your time and, and the and the work that you do. You you have been not only – you were an early adopter to the Media Stable program. Uh, you've been part of the alumni now for, for years, and uh, you haven't really needed much help from us for, for a couple of years, but that's, uh, you know, you, you're trailblazing. And to your credit, mate, I think what you've done – um, and your dedication and devotion to your craft is spot on. So it's a great example to anyone, yeah. whether you're in finance, whether you're in health, whether you're in any white-collar legal profession or any anything just anything. working to be an expert or an authority in your space. That's right. Scott Haywood's the man to follow. Great inspo. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for coming right. on the podcast. Thank you, Lani and Nick. Look, my advice would be, you know, always get coached. You know, the Media yeah. Stable Coaching Program is really important it cleans up your R's, it cleans up your pores, it just, it's a great refresh. So that would be my advice is just keep getting coached and the opportunities will come. 
Mate, if, if people want to get in contact with the great Scott Haywood, the finance guru, how do they do it? Well, they can call you. Um, <laughs> 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 I'll filter your calls well, for you. Um, yeah, well, look, certainly go to thefinanceguru.com.au. I was fortunate with the name. The, the name is catchy and it is radio-friendly to have the guru coming up and the, all of the hosts love saying the finance guru is coming up. And so that the name of your business is also a bit of something that you can work on to try and make it sort of attractive for the media. But, um, yeah, they can certainly get me at the finance guru or guru at thefinanceguru.com.au on email. So you're certainly happy to help, you know, anyone starting, anyone who wants just to have a chat about the pathways, but as I said, you know, it takes time, be patient, and uh, opportunities will arise. Brilliant work, brother. Always, as always, always having a chat to the Scott Haywood, the finance guru. He is a legend. Thanks for coming on, mate. And uh, we look forward to watching your progress in media. It's not just as an expert, but also to as a broadcaster, uh, an outstanding work. And the direction I thought you might be heading off to after we get out of COVID, speaking. You're you're an outstanding speaker. You're, you're, that's the that's the space I see you hosting and um, and comparing those big uh, business slash finance shows. Another good one, Lani. Ah, oh, so good. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks, Nikki. Oh, don't call me Nikki. Thanks. <laughs> I have I have been called Nikki since I was the Tin Man in Grade Three. Nikki oh, wow. Hayes. Okay, I just That's found that recently. Something for the next podcast. Yeah. Well, All right. But thank you, everyone, for your company. We look forward to having your company uh, at the next podcast when we listen or talk to another media or another expert. We'll see you then. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.